0: Welcome to episode 152 of the 6 1 Indicast. My name is Mike Toundrow. Tonight, I'm joined by Harry Lazidis,
1: Hello.
0: Matthew Wright. <laughs> and Kyle Stevenson. It's so hot.
1: It is very
2: hot. Like like Gentlemen, <laughs> all of our faces nope. are I, red. Ah.
0: We're on a tight schedule tonight. I have a date with Barbie and Ken in two hours. In two hours.
2: Silence us.
0: We don't have time for dilly dallying, but I will allow. Three seconds of dillying and two seconds of dallying. If okay. anybody would like to, okay. Mike, what dilly, is the dilly, 150
3: dilly. second Pokemon? Is it Totodile? Oh fuck! One fifty-two. No, overtime. Overtime. You time. are listening to the Six One Indiecast, a weekly video game podcast
0: amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com/slash Six One Indie. Supporters over on Patreon.com/slash Six One Indie can tune in live as we record and gain access to "Clocked Out," the Indiecast post-show. But if money is tight, no worries—you can still show your support with a simple click wherever you're listening. Go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow at 61 Indy on your social media poison of choice. Subscribe and hit the bell on youtube.com slash 61 Indy and tell your friends all about us. Kudos to the pity, the, the pity fans. <laughs> the <laughs> PD fans, the PD fans, Kobe Cortis, Jacob McCourt, Jill Grote, Nick, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play It Jason, the compound, and our gold showcase producer, Cole, aka the good sir. Speaking of that showcase, a little bit of housekeeping. The Mini Indie Showcase returns on August 31st right here on YouTube.com slash 61 Indie. And on the website, I don't know what the URL is going to be yet, but you'll get it. (laughs) And hey, if you want to support the showcase and our efforts and, and some of the wildness that we have to do to pull off these kind of big shows... Head on over to patreon.com slash six We just introduced three showcase producer tiers. You get some behind the scenes uh, insights into the showcase and uh, you get your name on the credits of the show. And uh, yeah, to help support further, if you, if you don't have a dollar to toss our way, no biggie. Go over to youtube.com slash six and subscribe. The more folks that uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel, the more eyes uh, a lot of these indie games that were shown off will, uh, will be in front of Kyle Stevenson.
2: Uh, you also
0: are on a new indie show. That is the other piece of housekeeping that I forgot to mention. Uh, you're yes. Welcome. The Indie Council is a new podcast featuring myself, Jill Grote, Janet Garcia, and Jenny Windham. You should go check it out. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, there should be an audio feed. Sweet. So go search the Indie Council Wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh it will also be on YouTube.com 61 indie. And it's also on YouTube.com slash the indie informer. I think that's what the URL is. So go check it out. The first episode. What is an indie game? We did ourselves. We we tried to define it.
3: We do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, we have that argument all the time. <laughs>
0: Well, the, to tease the episode a little bit, uh, Xbox, it, it was either IGN or Xbox because IGN produced the idea at Xbox show. Somebody put out a definition for what an indie game is. So we kind of like tore it ah, apart ooh. a little bit and like dissected it. And yeah, so go check it out. It's a good time. Good time. with Good folks. The big topic this week. It's a little over halfway through 2023. We forgot to do this a month ago, <laughs> or almost two months ago at this point. We're going to do our mid-year check-in. We're going to take a look back at some of our favorite games of 2023 so far and see you know what the vibe is. I feel like it's been a good year, but who mm. knows? Maybe I'm delusional. I usually am. I know I've been talking a lot, but I would like to start with something I've actually been playing the past couple of days, if I may, so we could kind of serve as our little review in progress.
2: Transition. Sure
0: i finally have been playing my friendly neighborhood
2: i I was wondering if we were going to talk about it because you've been hyped since pax 2020 Mm -hmm. no uh i so it
0: felt like 2020 but it was only 2022
2: oh geez okay wow
0: yeah (laughs) it's wild what time feels like kyle it hurts. <laughs> it hurts real bad. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, My Friendly Neighborhood is developed by John and Evan Zemansky. I think that's how you say their last names. Uh, and it is also published by Dread XP, horror indie icons. Um, fun fact, Matt, I don't know if you knew this. Hmm. My Friendly Neighborhood, uh, their biggest game, like, I guess, production-wise, like, it is their biggest game to date. Oh, Yeah, and so far, like, launch and sales, everything has been, like, super glowing so far. So oh, yeah. dread XP kudos to you guys. Um, what the game is. If I may give a quick elevator pitch, it is Resident Evil seven meets Sesame street.
1: Elaborate. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So, The game opens up uh, and you are a handyman tasked with going to the set of an old children's show that's been abandoned and shut down for a long time uh, because the antenna is tossing out like it's causing disruption around all the TV's around the world it seems like and it's uh airing some weird disturbing clips some clips from the old tv show and whatever so you as the handyman are assigned to go to the set of the show and uh stop the signal so like the the main goal of the game is like you have to make it to the roof of the main office i think it is i forgot what maybe it's the hotel go to the roof of the hotel and shut the antenna down that's the setup when you get there it's creepy as heck Uh, It is an abandoned lot. It's just like you see the hotel, you see the offices, you see like studio lots, uh, you see a a garden and a park. It's just kind of like it feels like a, a, I guess, an Apple uh, campus or like a Google campus where everything is kind of like in its own thing or just like a movie studio lot where there are just separate areas and and little biomes. Mm. So you go into the hotel, you try to go to the elevator. There is something stuck on the elevator, so you can't get to the roof. You go to the front desk, you ring a bell, and uh, somebody helps you out. It's a little sock puppet named Ricky. This a little sock puppet. It's like, hey, yeah, you shouldn't go on the roof, because why would you try to cut our shit out? Like, whatever. You ignore Ricky. And you just go gallivanting around my friendly neighborhood and the sets and, and all the surrounding buildings. And the goal is to get to the roof, and in typical Resident Evil fashion, you are exploring, you're solving puzzles. you are unlocking new shortcuts and new areas, pending like what keys you have and what items you unlock. where the horror part comes in is that uh the studio is not so abandoned. There are puppets alive, and they are chasing you, and they are really creepy, and they are laughing in your face as they're running towards you and they're saying wild fucking lines. <laughs> as they're just chasing you down uh it is demented it is twisted it is downright creepy and i cannot get enough of it Mm -hmm. i am nearing the end of it uh i i'm about i think my in-game clock is four and a half hours i think Uh, so i should be wrapped up in the next half hour I'm i'm in like the last area um and yeah I I adore it so far. It's so good. They nail the tone. They nail the pacing. I love that it is more of a bite-sized resi experience. And I use Resident Evil 7 in particular because it is the first person uh, POV. But 7 versus Village where like 7, it is like you get like the main house, but you have all these like surrounding little areas in between. It feels like that. And also, like, the save room it has, like... I feel like it is, like, a purposeful nod to Resi 7 where it has, like, the little uh, save room jingle when you go into the save rooms. Mm. Like, that initial little, like... I guess, like, soft synth. Then it kind of goes into its own thing. Okay. It's a good time.
2: Is it safe to say that the uh, the handyman will be your... Uh, oh, not the handyman. Excuse me. The the cover character will be your Halloween costume?
0: Oh, God. The jacket if, and everything? If only I could pull off that hair. That's... uh <laughs> Oh, I think that's Norman.
2: Is he? He's like the the big bird of this universe. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, they they're definitely tout him as like one of the main puppets. Okay. Um, and of course, like it being a puppet show, like the ex- the reasoning behind like the place swarming with these demented puppets and like that why there are multiples of Gordon for are not Gordon. Gordon's your character uh-huh. of uh, Norman and all these folks is because like you need to have multiple puppets for multiple productions and multiple sets. So like, there are times where like there are just five Normans just chasing after you and just like are surround surrounding the lot. I also love like if you when you walk into a room, um, you're not like instantly met with like monsters in your face. Like you walk in, you take a breath and you just kinda like survey the area and you will see puppets kind of peppered around the room and like they'll just stand there and like some of them will be like bashing their head against the wall and talking to each other or talking to themselves some will just be standing there like with their head tilted and like you know like as soon as you get closer like go into their pov they're gonna start chasing you some some little guys that sound like elmo will be like attached to the walls and staring at you just waiting for you to move so you could kind of like go in and plan where you need to go, how you, how you want to utilize your, uh, ammo, any other skills, if you could like try to just move your, maneuver, maneuver your way, just to like save resources and whatnot.
2: Every, I everything also, you, Oh, sorry, Harry, go ahead. Now you can go. I was going to say every single, um, thing you, you say I can pick up on like these horror games and the influences they probably had on this game. Like that elbow thing reminds me of those baby heads in dead space. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the mascots just chilling out. Remind me of like the, the Bioshock one um i forgot what they're called the uh big daddy no 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 the 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 normal people the splicers oh slice yeah the yeah. splicers yeah. just yeah. kind of like hanging out whatever and, <laughs> and seek them on you so i love that it it seems like just a love letter to horror games and its own twists
0: it is there, there's even like um at some point in i forgot what area it is i think it's the i think it's in the offices um there is like a nemesis like kind of creature um that won't chase you throughout the entire thing but like there are certain rooms that you'll find him in where he will like just chase you um similar to another different character i'm trying not to like spoil much either cuz like the game is like very surprising like and just like the set pieces which are like there's not like massive set pieces or anything but like the set pieces in this case are just like walking into the room and like seeing this like beautiful soundstage and like this, like Sesame street, like street set with cameras and whatnot set up and just seeing what the fuck is around. Like you look at the look up on one of the roofs and there's like somebody dressed as a cab driver, like dancing around and just waiting for you like things like that. And it's awesome. Harry, what was your question? I would love to hear it.
1: Well, I was just going to ask. So since it's like Resi seven, -hmm. There's definitely resource management, and no matter what, you're not going to be able to shoot your way out. So, is there stealth elements, or can you really cheese and just like poo poo everyone or pow pow everyone?
0: So, yes, there is resource management. There is a finite amount of ammo that you could pick up in the game. that being said, I have not had an issue with running out of ammo in the beginning. It was like a little tight, but I, I haven't come across a time where like my main gun is like just completely out. You do get a wrench in the beginning as well. So you like worst case scenario, you, you can melee the wrench feels like, I think that's my one critique unless I'm just bad at it. Wait,
2: um, and His name is Gordon. Uh Yes. The, your, is your that main not character Life Gordon. Gordon with the wrench. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, like worst Robar. case scenario, you can use the wrench, and you could use the wrench to um, save resources as well. For context, I'm I've been playing Docked on the Steam Deck, and like playing Docked on the Steam Deck, there is like a touch of latency. That's with every game across the board when you're using, um, at least when you're using a Xbox Series controller. Um, so like, I can never get the timing right with the <laughs> with the wrench handheld. I'm fine, but uh, yeah, huh. but yes, there there's no. It's not as stressful uh, in, in terms of resource management. And there is the whole like Resi thing where like you go into a save room, there is a stash box. It, it does the old school Resi thing where like you can't save at any time. Like you are picking up tokens throughout and you have to use the tokens to like put it in a little save station. So you can't. Yeah. So it does like the old school Resi thing, which I really like. To,
2: to add to Harry's question, does it also do that Resi thing where, and obviously other things, but. Uh, where like you board up windows, like are you boarding up rooms no. and and okay, no, so it's more of that. like an action focused kind of horror thing,
0: yeah. It's more, okay. uh, yeah, more action focused. Um, I will say the horror element comes in just with just creepiness and demen- puppets. demented puppets, and yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. some of the lines okay. that they're saying, a lot of the tone. There is an underlying narrative that you, you pick up notes throughout, like it. I, I have to go back and like read a lot of the notes. There is, they keep referencing a uh, a really horrible war that happened, and like how I guess the show was like connected with like that war audience, and like as that audience like grew older, like they didn't want their kids watching the show because like some of the messaging was like, why do I? Why shouldn't I look out for myself? Why do I have to like care for others and be friendly to others? Because like there was one note, for example, of like. Um, Somebody wrote into the show and to the producers that there was like a mine collapsing or or like a bomb went off during the war and there was like a mine collapsing with a bunch of soldiers. And one of the soldiers like essentially sacrificed himself to keep uh, some of the barriers up and everybody escaped. And like as he was trying to escape, everything (laughs) collapsed on him. So the writer or like the person was like, you're teaching our children to like take care of one another and like put everybody else in front of you. But why would I want to sacrifice myself? Why shouldn't I save myself? Blah, blah, blah. So it seems like there's some really disturbing connective tissue between like desperation and what to teach kids, I guess. (laughs) Also, which is really interesting and really twisted.
1: This sounds almost like hunger games, this backstory.
0: (laughs) A little bit, right?
1: Yeah. Like with the mine and then like fantasizing a war that happened in the past. (laughs) but. It's um, going to be a wild dude.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see like how this is all going to wrap up. It seems like just judging by Steam achievements, there are multiple endings and like different avenues you could take. And there, it seems like there is like a choice at the end as well. So I'm going to make sure I like save and like do everything I can and, and yeah, just be, be able to see everything. Um, something it's I only, didn't talk about with. Oh, sorry. No, go
2: ahead. I was going to say it's only Steam PC only, right? That's right great. now it
0: is coming to console. Oh, it is. Yeah. Sweet. yeah it's, it's, i saw somewhere that's coming to console okay. eventually
2: i'll take a quick google search
0: um the one thing about the combat i didn't mention uh so harry this is kind of where the resource management does come into play depending on how you want to play the game you let's say you walk into a room you shoot a puppet um i also love that all of the weapons are you shoot letters <laughs> at like literally like like <laughs> brass letters at the puppets so like like your pistol cartridge for example is always 26 because 26 letters in the alphabet um but after you take out a puppet and i love there's like a fantastic ragdoll effect where the puppets just go flying to the other end of the room it's fucking hilarious um the puppets don't die per se like you can choose to leave them as is and then when you like come back to that room they're gonna come back to life and they'll they'll be waiting for you Or throughout the game, there is a limited number of duct tape and you can use the duct tape to tape the puppets up. And if you do that, when you come back to the room, the puppets will be awake, but they'll be like wiggling in the tape and just like talking to themselves like they're going absolutely mad. Like, for example, like one of the lines is like. When I'm hungry, or uh, let me tell you about my favorite lunch snacks. When I'm sad, I'll eat leftovers. When I'm happy, I'll eat a good sandwich. When I'm angry, I'll eat the tears of my enemies, like things like that. It's fucking amazing. The writing is impeccable in this fucking game. Yeah, it's a good time, Matt, as Resident Evil homie. Yeah. Any questions slash Does this interest you?
3: Uh, it sounds like a horror arena shooter more than a straight horror narrative game
0: it's legit it's it's resident evil 7 with a sesame street skin on it okay and i don't mean to say that as like it's copying resi 7 or anything like that Mm. but it it feels like a a first person resident evil game
3: gotcha yeah Yeah. there will not be an episode we don't talk about resident evil
0: (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) yo resi resident evil 9 2025 apparently let's fucking go
2: (laughs) So far, console hasn't. There's no date yet, but it just sure. says eventually. But they talked about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But
2: yeah, I am really eager
0: to wrap it up. I'm really eager to just kind of like do the Resident Evil thing where you are making sure every room on the map is green. Uh, so far, so good. There's a couple of rooms I don't know what to what I missed, and there's like at least one item at the moment where I I picked it up a long time ago, but I haven't seen where that item goes. So it does that kind of thing where like you're picking up items to unlock things and solve puzzles. Um, It is great. If you have any adoration for resident evil or just that style horror game, I highly recommend it. I think uh, in recent memory, at least this is the best resident evil like game that I've played in a very long time. Um, And I will say like, it's easy to, judge a book by its cover here like it's if you look at the art style and like a lot of the enemies and stuff you will like your mind will instantly go to like poppy's playground or five nights at freddy's it is not that kind of game at all um yeah clearly john and evan love resi um they clearly love these little nods to other horror games well other beloved horror games and um it it really shows so highly recommend it and one of my favorite games of 2023 so far transition transition i've been talking too much kyle give me a game from 2023 that uh boy that really lit up your year so far
2: can i can can i just uh at the start just throw out games from last year that i played this year that i love no the first time no just quickly well i'm doing it anyway Well, Um,
1: is irrelevant so you can play (laughs) games whenever you want
2: i yeah that's fair um did not realize i played through tinykin this year that was like january 3rd I played it tiny kids awesome. Um, how are you? Have a review for that on the site, right?
1: I do. You can check it out 61 indiecom slash editorial.
2: um, I think it's just read. That... Oh, is it? All right, just google uh, it. <laughs> I, I mean, right. uh, I've been talking for the last few weeks. Rogue Legacy 2 is like perfection, mm-hmm. finally come to PlayStation. So I finally played through it and platinum. It's amazing, but the one I've been playing for, I think, my PlayStation clock says nine hours ish. Um, I was like, you know what? It's on PlayStation extra. Let me give it a shot. There's a sequel soon. I've been playing blasphemous. Oh, hell okay. yeah. Kyle. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It is super difficult. Um, Harry, do you have something else to say or, is there a glitch no, in, your, in this system? Z- oh, okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it picks up on the YouTube video of your video just bouncing wiggling. Really? Um Yeah, it's it's super hard. It is super grotesque. There there mm-hmm. are many things like very bloody disgusting things happening. Uh, and, and I'm like, find myself wi- like wincing and grimacing, like, Oh man, they went hard here in the art department. It's, it's gorgeous in its own way. But like you walk into this room and there's this giant 15 foot tall kid with an old man's face in his chest. It's a big kid. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you know, get me these things. I, I need help or, so, or along those lines. I'm like, what the hell are you? What happened here? <laughs> and then finding uh um, another woman all covered in hair and then you, you help her out and then the hair goes away and it's three people spliced together. And it's like, it's, it's disgusting, but it's super cool. Um, it is like a Metroidvania slash souls game. Um, I have some issues with it. Mm -hmm. Like it's back, back, you backtrack and go through different areas a whole lot and the fast travel system isn't the best so you are having to go through rooms a whole lot and dying a lot cuz the platforming isn't all that great either um it's very stiff everything's very very stiff which i get it, it's a, a pixel art uh you know side scrolling kind of uh, kind of game um but the lore is so cool um it's it's very much bloodborne esque um talk about like religion and and um getting rid of your guilt which is a big mechanic where you die you lose guilt you don't lose your your souls or or anything um uh, you you lose uh or you get guilt and that takes away part of like your skill gauge um so you have to go back and retrieve it to get the skill gauge back so you can use it all um it's cool and uh I had we had Darren Simmons from Rusty rupees on uh, trophy room last night um and cool. I mentioned I was playing it what was that it's a good lad he's very good lad. i, I love darren and i brought it up it's like oh yeah last week we just interviewed the devs about the second one and any any um things that you have issue with the first one they know it and they fixed it so like Blasphemous 2 is probably going to be one of the best of the year and it's coming out pretty soon i'm August. very very excited for it yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
2: y'all
0: Matt, give me a 2023 joint. The
3: 2023 joint uh, um, return. Yeah, let's talk about return. Yeah, um, we already did talk about this. We do have a review up on uh, slash read. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, there's been a lot added since I played the game, since uh, reviewing it. I haven't gone back in, but just talking about what the game is. And when I played it, it's a very atmospheric beautifully um, animated uh, souls like 2d platformer similar to blasphemous but it's silhouetted so the entire art style is like the foreground is just black and white everything else is colored behind you and each biome has its own color palette and just speaking of lore kyle like the lore in that game like you get little nuggets but it's like oh, this world's all kind of messed up and I want to know so much more. Um, but yeah, like they've been uh, the single developer has been adding more to the game. I can't wait to go back in. Um, I did go in to do the new game plus and totally don't have my old save anymore. Uh, oh. <laughs> so it wipes the old save to do in the new game and like, uh, whoops, because uh, <laughs> I missed one of the uh, Grimoire things. Oh. And I thought if I did new game plus, I'd be able to go to that beginning zone, which apparently is where the one I missed. I don't get to go to that beginning zone. so <laughs> Still got to get that thing. But other than that, fantastic souls like um, 2D souls like. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely been my highlight of 2023 so far.
0: Yeah, that's up there for me as well. Um, I do want to just highlight some of the best creature design in recent memory mm-hmm. and like boss design in recent as far as like the actual design like the the art direction of it and whatnot mm-hmm. like the character design um fucking fucking killer game also one of my favorite studio names dead unicorn
3: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> harry would you like to shout something out
1: sure so i think my two stand out so far with games i've played that are indie <laughs> games have to be um, Dead Cells, the Castlevania DLC, mm. which was God, that was this
2: year. Oh my God! it. when that.
1: we were going through the list, I'm like, Oh my God, I played Season this year. Oh my God, I yeah. played Dead Cells this year. Like, what is, Cursed. like, uh, time? Like we said, time, time, time is it hurts. Rolling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dead Cells was absolutely fantastic. It was a DLC added to one of my favorite games I've ever played and reviewed. Um, the music was great. The, the Dead Cells integration with the Castlevania vibes was great, even though I still haven't played another Castlevania game. That's my peak. So I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I can beat anything past that. So, <laughs> um, but I'll get to those eventually. And then, like I said, something else that came out earlier this year was also Seasons. Um, a Letter to the Future, which I thought was one end to the other, where Dead Cells was a fast-paced roguelite um, where you are bashing and punching mm-hmm. season is the complete opposite where it's almost cell shaded ish and you're just riding your bike documenting the end of the world, which is very high concept because it's not like a, a giant meteor, like welcome, uh, goodbye volcano high or something bombastically fiery. It's more of like a, a quiet refresh. Um, and it was really cool because you were able to get cute little stories from specific characters while exploring the areas and trying to figure out, like, what the heck is happening? How am I part of this? And then what's going to happen in the future kind of thing? Um, so, yeah, those will be my top two that I've played so far this year um, that are indies and we'll be playing more in the future, which I'm sure is going to be games that we're going to bring up shortly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too many great games and not enough time.
0: Yeah, I want to keep the train rolling because there are quite a bit of games that mm-hmm. came out in 2023 that uh, are worth the shout out and, and things that have really stood in my mind um, for almost the entire year. Uh, the biggest being and, and Matt, I'm curious if you played this yet. Uh, Spin Rhythm XD.
3: Yeah yeah i've touched it yeah you've touched it (laughs) i've touched it okay dabble i've spun it around (laughs) okay you did some spinning
0: (laughs) yeah uh spin rhythm xd is a uh rhythm game in the same vein as a guitar hero or or a rock band except uh you are spinning to catch gems you are tapping along to the beats you are kind of sliding to to follow a melody it is a stellar time and i really latched onto this game because i think it is still uh the killer app for the steam deck uh, because Mm -hmm. of those trackpads i this thing this game was made for the trackpads i mean you can play with mouse and keyboard you can play it you can literally play it with midi dj gear but the game is impeccable um i still go back and just like try to beat my scores or i try like higher difficulties it's it's become one of my comfort food games similar to what a rock band was or or what a guitar hero was which i'm so happy i have that back in my life yeah. um granted i still go into rock band once in a while and whatever um and i love like similar to return they keep on adding new songs there there's new modes there's new like color palettes so on and so forth um matt so like have you you've you've touched it what, what does that I've,
3: mean I'm i am around i think i've played like three songs okay. uh, i've changed the color palette and all that jazz it's really fun it's just yeah there's a lot, a lot of games <laughs> yeah there's a lot of games
0: <laughs> yeah it's just um i, I it, something i said in a uh, one of our six one indie tiktoks when i shouted the game out um there is no sad there's no other like feeling that is as satisfying as like nailing a rhythm section in this game and, and like really um like perfecting like or like full comboing a song especially Mm -hmm. something that is like really hectic and they like yeah catching the beat is just it feels so good and like i it's hard to kind of like think that any other game this year is going to top that feeling of satisfaction Um, but i mean we'll see but yeah spin rhythm uh more people need to play that game
1: yeah added it it to my wish list
0: it is great um, and real quick, as I transition to Kyle, mm-hmm. 10, 10, 10 dates was this year.
2: Oh, crap. I still need to play it. Oh, you haven't played it yet? We, we did, the, uh, we we did, did the, the Let's Play stuff, sure. but I didn't play through the whole thing. It's great. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you're unfamiliar, 10 dates, the sequel to five dates, FMV, rom-com. It's a fantastic time. Fantastic characters. Uh, the the shtick this time around is that you could play as either oh Misha or
2: crap it's been so long uh, like i, I, I know.
0: Don't know well misha is the right choice anyway. not Rory, Rory, right no no ryan ryan is it ryan okay it
1: be ryan yeah she tricks her best friend ryan into going on a speed
2: yep. dating yep. event thank you harry
0: yeah so you go uh you choose one of these characters and you go speed dating and you go through you go on five dates each so 10 dates that's math harry it's math see um and yeah, all the characters are fantastic. All the interact interactions are so good. Um, it is hilarious when you just totally destroy a relationship.
2: It it's is just as endearing. exciting, failing as it is succeeding. Yeah, on a Cause thing. you
0: never know how things are going to turn out. And it does like the thing I love to hate where like you choose a piece of dialogue, but it's like, that's not what you meant to say. And yeah. like, it just totally like destroys yeah. things. Cause you don't know the context. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. Um, Paul Rashid, uh one of my favorite FMV directors and writers. So yeah. looking forward to seeing what he does next. I still want to go through and um, play through more scenarios. I think I, I put like five hours into it. I played a bunch of it, but there's still more I want to do. Yeah.
1: So for some reason, I thought this was like a fake out where it's actually a scary game. Is no, this, no. this
0: a completely... <laughs> game to to scary, you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> I know we talk about horror a lot, but like...
1: I feel like half the time these games are like, it's not what you expect, and then it does a 180, and
2: then no, you are the date. It's no, legit it is. a wholesome, dating, oh, all right. All right. romantic
0: thing. It's really, really cool. It is one of the most endearing experiences you'll ever play in your life. <laughs> I legit
2: <laughs> would say, Harry, try out five dates, because that was all filmed throughout COVID, uh, lockdown, yeah, really everything's through webcam. It is awesome.
3: It's a yeah. uh, simulcra is the one you'll want to stay away from, Harry. Right? And, That's the name And, of the and Nightbook.
0: And Nightbook. Yeah. And, right. Not good. And it's also not good. Yeah. So those
2: are games <laughs> I'm
1: not adding to my wish list. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kyle,
2: give me another. Sure. Um oh man. I'm gonna do another combo because I Please, can do whatever I want here. Uh
0: there's a lot of games to talk about.
2: Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out the VR Indie stuff. I haven't didn't play yeah. a whole lot of it, but Synapse is really cool. It came out recently. Um control esque first person shooter. Mm -hmm. You got telekinetic powers. Um, It's all black and white with like, I said on the show a few weeks ago, but it reminds me of like the iPad cover uh, screens, like the blue purples and pinks. It's really, really, really pretty. Um, What the bat is a great time, even (laughs) though it uh, takes up too much room. I have to Mm -hmm. have too much room to play it. Um, But that's a good time figuring out, but my standout in VR would have to be tentacular. Mm, Um, yeah just you're this giant octopus um and you got the two tentacles and you just grab things with your suction cups you can throw them solve puzzles you tap the little people on their head with your tentacles to talk to them and you're just trying to you find out you're adopted by your sister who's a little human girl and you have to go into town to find your way in life and do more than just be a giant octopus and it's really really fun it's got a lot of really cool humor in it it's a good time uh if you have vr definitely definitely check it out
0: secret aqua dad sequel yeah right
2: (laughs) um but the one for sure that came out this year that i do want to highlight and i'm sure harry has a lot of great things to say as well is to i really enjoyed Tachia a whole lot it is it is so wholesome The music is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, One of my favorite things in the game is just sitting down and playing the ukulele, the guitar, any instrument. Um, Having that tied into like changing the time of day by playing certain notes. It reminds me of the uh, from what I know, the Ocarina from Zelda Mm -hmm. Um, and changing the time of day. What in Majora's Mask? Did I get that right? Ocarina of time. And that one too. Just, just let it go. <laughs> Give it to me, Harry. <laughs> It's fine. Give it to me. Just let um, it go. Oh, sorry, i, I thought. <laughs> I but being able to also use the uh, music to like summon animals, which you can then take control of and be them to traverse the world is is fun. Um, I think it's a little light and repetitive in certain points, but its beauty and learning the culture of New Calcedonia is awesome. And I really, really love it for that. Um, I don't know, Harry. Did you uh, do you have the same feelings on
3: the game?
1: Uh, overall, I agree. Yeah, like Tachia, a, a a game inspired by New Caledonia. Is that the country?
2: I think it's Caledonia. Caledonia. Okay, one of the um,
1: yeah. I thought it was a very fun game. It was super wholesome, like you already said. The music, I was, I think the music and the community representations was my favorite part because like each area had their own vibe, had their own songs, had their own (laughs) dances, Mm -hmm. had their own mini arcs and stories that help either to Chia on her way to the grander arc or a complete separate thing that just like a cutesy bootsy kind of moment or just something to help them out. Um, I really love the soul jumping, which is the thing you mentioned where you kind of possess something and have like their abilities, whether you're a bird flying, a fish swimming, um, a rock rolling or getting thrown into an incinerator and then destroying the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really fun. I I liked how um, there was a lot of accessibility and approachability options too, which you don't see as much as often for indies because it's expensive and it's difficult and, Mm -hmm. There's only a limited amount of resources, but this one really went deep dive, not only in kind of letting you play how you want and not like punching you in the face with difficulty in terms of enemies or where to go, but also in the fact of like, hey, if you're stuck on a spot, you could just bypass this entire chunk and then go to the next story beat, which I, I don't recall a game ever doing that. And it warns you like, hey, like you might miss like some finer details, but like if you really have no idea or you just want to plow through to the next area, like here you go. Here's where we're going and how we're stopping the bad guys, Um, which I thought was super cool. And I was like, all right, like I definitely don't want to do this, but I can see people who are like, yeah, like this. I don't want to do this ABC follow the the leader Mm -hmm. um, quest. So let me just get to the next thing and see if I can have fun more exploring. Um, And there is a lot to do. Um, in the game, in terms of finding a lot of collectibles, I don't think they're worth it because after yeah, like finding 20 of them, I'm like nothing's happening. So just kind of if you find them cool, it's a nice little endorphin boost, but I would definitely not go chasing them.
2: Um, it definitely them feels bad. like it's just for padding.
1: Oh, Opposites. oh, yeah. Like when they I think it was like 150 of a random thing. I was like, all right, like I think like was pearls,
2: like, I think. Yeah.
1: And then I saw like I played it on PC with uh, a code provided for Epic and. I'm like, yup, this is definitely a trophy somewhere for the PS5, and it is. I have no desire. to No, so, uh, but yeah, other than other than those small qualms, like I absolutely love this game, and like mm. I think about like the theme song all the time because it's so catchy and light um, and really pretty. And I, I believe they're doing a physical release of it, so for mm. all my physical collectors, I don't know when that releases, but I've definitely seen PR about
0: it. Yeah, I've but, seen it.
1: So it's pretty. And it's definitely worth your time if you want something that is a cutesy-wootsy game that allows you to explore a beautiful terrain.
0: Yeah. Nice. It's on the list.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's exactly. on
0: the list. <laughs> that, that's why I appreciate about us having a, a very, like we're a good crew we all play games and like we all don't, don't necessarily need to play every single game because somebody else is playing it so mm-hmm.
2: i
1: can't like we can't no way. and plus like so, if we all play the same game Be like cool i know yeah okay what's it- <laughs>
0: that's a good thing about like our end of the year discussion also like we don't really try to settle on like one singular game mm-hmm. of the year because that's yeah. not fair when it comes to indies so yeah that's so why i appreciate it um matt i want to hear another one from you but first let's kick it to an ad Oh, no, I wasn't ready. Oh, no, I wasn't ready. JK, so we <laughs> We're good. <Gotcha. laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> if you've gotten to this point of the 6-1 IndieCast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on Patreon.com slash 6-1 Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the Indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the Mini Indie Showcase, a biannual Indie Game Showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the scorpion king and, and wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that anyways if you're able to and sincerely only if you're able to it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash six one indie <laughs> and we're back at harry once again cutting it real close with some ad chatter i guess oh, you know what fine everybody was yelling at me about the order during the ad break <laughs> Larry, tell me about your game, a game that you like to shout out.
1: Well, maybe I just don't want to now. Uh, <laughs> now, um, I would say another game that I have started, have not finished, is Planet of Lana, which is a game that Austin Ernst reviewed on mm-hmm. the website, com slash read uh, that you can check out. <laughs> Um, where it's pretty much a beautifully stunning game that pays homage to inside and limbo in terms of like a linear side scrolling puzzle game with beautiful cinematics and really handcrafted artistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of it being horrifically horrifying, it is more <laughs> of a beautiful color scheme Where you are on this strange planet and you're playing as this human who has this like cute little robot friend and you're just trying to figure out how to go to the right. uh, In terms of puzzles. (laughs) Are we all? all? No, not all of us trying to get to the right.
3: So she's not an ambi turner.
0: (laughs) Put it on the fact sheet for the game. Figure out how to go right. (laughs) The classic video Uh, game mechanic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, there's a bunch of cute boots characters. The, the the visuals is like two. really. I only said it twice. That's a surprise. Yeah,
0: it's two. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: that was three? I feel like okay. I said that twice in the other thing we talked about. Um, but yeah, it's, it has really adorable creatures that you kind of see in the world, and you have to like jump, solve puzzles, figure out what you need to do to progress your character. Um, I don't want to spoil anything on what you see visually in terms of what you can gain from the story, but it seems interesting enough and like not overtly frustrating that you can kind of push through and figure out all the puzzles on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe Austin said he was stuck on one that took him a little bit longer Mm -hmm. than it needed to, but overall he was very happy with it as well. And I think his only cons were um, it was missing that it factor, Uh, which is, you know, always something to, to, Difficult to quantify as well as kind yeah. of
0: pinpoint. Sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, you could have a great game, but the the mind blowing sensation um was something that was missing for him. But so far, like I'm having a great time and eventually I will finish it, but too many games, not enough Too many life.
0: games. Not enough Like, If only we didn't have to make money, you know? Oh the, this, these fake ass numbers that oh. just rule our lives. It's numbers. dumb.
1: I mean I love numbers, oh. but I don't like not it those
0: kind of numbers. They're way too low. Usually <laughs> um, I want to do some just quick hits. Cause I know we're like already like running long. Um, I forgot that recall came out this year. Recall a white thorn digital joint where it is kind of a, just a mystery wrapped in a time loop, kind of like a murder mystery wrapped in a time loop. It's really great. Fantastic characters, awesome puzzle mechanic where you are recanting a story or like a situation that happens. And, as you recant it, like your words change what is happening in the environment and you like use dialogue choices to um, solve puzzles and get around certain situations. Really great time it's, and a game that like either was forgotten or a lot of people slept on. So that's yeah. Recall. Highly recommend it. Um,
1: yeah, and we demoed that last PAX and it was very good Yeah, awesome.
0: it was at PAX. It was awesome. yeah And
1: I think we have a list of people who might have given us their games. And that was on the list that Jill gave us. At yeah. Our discord. Yeah. at discord.com N- slash six It
0: is. Nailed it. Nope. It's fine. Uh, uh,
1: annoying. <laughs> uh, Mackie's
0: adventure, which is a, a, a recent friend of ours. Um,
2: the shark is, game, right?
0: Yeah. The shark game, like the shark platformer. Uh, it's really cool. Where you, yeah. You're swimming around 2d platform, mostly 2d platformers. There's a hub world. That's 3d. Um, or yeah, you just swim around. You morph into a shark. You 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 collect stuff. You you bite shit. It's really cool. It's a great time. I highly recommend it. Um, Love I fights. know, uh, Zoro Arts. I was trying to figure out the the dev name. Um, I know he's currently working on a 3D platformer version. Uh, he's been sharing that around Twitter lately. Can't wait. Uh, red tape which I need to go back to and finish. I'm almost done with it is from Polaris and dread XP, where you play as a a fallen angel who is now and a new employee of hell and hell is literally just an office and it is just like really satirical. Um, I love the aesthetic where it's like these papercraft creatures and whatnot that they're just like kind of stretching around. Uh, It's really funny, really charming. Um, It's a great time. I need to get back to it one of my favorites uh, from earlier in the year so far. Uh, but the one I want to spend a little time on, um, I literally just had it in my mind and I forgot. Oh, um, Dordogne. we'll get there. Dordogne. Yeah. I, I need to go back to that. Also. I need to beat it. Or I need to like really get into it. Um, hunt the night, which like I put 15 hours into this year, which I kind of forgot about. Uh, I was playing it for a review for us. Uh, hunt the night is a top down pixel art, bloodborne like it's a beautiful aesthetic is fluid fast-paced combat and it's a great time the only reason i didn't finish it is because um during the review period uh they need something happened on the back end they put a patch out like the day one patch and it wiped all progress so like i didn't want to put the 15 hours back in to get back to my point um but it is like legit if you think bloodborne pixel art top-down pixel art that's what the game is it's a great time i highly recommend checking it out um beautiful art, awesome boss encounters, uh really interesting lore. So yeah. Certified rad, out. if anything. Certified
3: rad. Matt. Uh, let's see. Tartarus key. The yeah. Tartarus Key. Um, I thought this was going to be a lot more straightforward horror, but Harry, I can actually tell you you can actually play this game. Can you repeat
1: the game name one more the,
3: time? The Tartarus Key. Ah yes, um, so it's a lot more in common with games like um, Zero Time Dilemma, Nine Nine Nine. So it's kind of like escape rooms with an overarching like horror aesthetic, and it's visually it looks like a crunchy PS one title. Um, there's definitely fail states, <laughs> just like all those escape room games. Um, but it's I love that something was made out of like that PS one visual. Uh, Identity with this uh, backdrop. And it's just, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. I haven't finished it yet, um, but that's definitely a standout for me.
0: After um, My Friendly Neighborhood, Tartarus Key and then Decarnation are next on the list Mm. for me. Those are like the back to back, like interesting indie horrors that I need to get to. Decarnation in particular, I know Jill like adored um, uh, a few months ago.
3: Yeah, that one's definitely on my radar. Uh, One. didn't come out this year, uh, but a dread XP joint mothered. I had never mm. heard it before, and then somebody brought it up. Fantastic. I, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I
0: don't that's like say anything else. <laughs> that's like the other Dread XP joint. This is just a dread XP episode. Yeah. The the other <laughs> dread XP joint recently, uh originally not published by them, but they helped bring it to Switch. I think it's just called like Fishing Village or something. It's a it's a horror fishing game, but it, it's like in the style of old Game Boy. And it looks oh, killer. Oh, yeah. I, I, have to get, I have to get to it.
3: Yeah, I remember you talking about this. Yeah.
0: Fishing something. It's I, I it's might just be called like fishing journey, fishing adventure, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple name. But yeah, I have to get to that this
2: year also. Kyle, got any more? Hi. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah. Um humanity from Tetris Effect mm-hmm. devs. Yeah. Um really fun, unique puzzle game where you play as a dog and you're barking at these humans to get across to the end goal. Um, didn't play a whole lot of it, maybe two and a half hours of it. Um, puzzle games really take a lot out of me <laughs> mentally. So uh, I took a little bit of a break. I'm excited to check that out in VR. Cause I can imagine it's beautiful. Um, music is great. The puzzles are inventive and, um, very Kyle
3: (laughs) something I haven't seen seen
2: before (laughs) there you go um for a while at least when it comes to puzzle stuff um the the other big one is um thank you Harry in chat fishing vacation appreciate you thank you fishing vacation uh, a space for the Unbound is, I think, the mm. big one. I, I was waiting for that. Yep. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I was, I was, I was, backloading a little bit. Um, sure.
0: I know. I'm backloading. Also, I'm, I'm.
2: Mine oh yeah. Also. I did not want to like, say the one because we're going to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, space for the Unbound is something special. Uh, visual novel esque, but it's more of an adventure thing. Uh, yeah, more adventure. Yeah. Sorry, not visual yeah. novel. Yeah. Um, very narrative heavy. You play as uh, Atma. Um, and you're just trying to figure out what's going on with your friend uh Nirmala as uh she's going through some things and the world is ending and mm-hmm. um it's hard not to talk about it without getting spoiler heavy um but it's just drop dead gorgeous and it's uh, um based uh it's an Indonesian dev and <laughs> it is uh, like a slice of life of what Indonesian uh culture. life culture is um which I love Characters are written extremely well. It hits you in the feels real hard at the end. Cried like a baby. Um, it's special. Uh, so Toge and uh, Mojikin. They're Toge. Toge. Oh, damn it. I did it. I know it, it's hard. I took a second. I was like, oh no, which one is it? Uh yeah, Toge and Mojikin do amazing work and with this style of game, and uh, it's real special. Please play this game. Piggybacking off that real
0: quick, did any of us finish Coffee Talk Two yet? Nope. Saving know, that for a rainy day. Yeah, it, it's one of those. Okay, just kudos to Coffee Talk Two. It's already phenomenal. Yes, definitely. Like, like, <laughs> like, just to make sure we at least give it a quick little mention. Harry, any others you like to toss out in the ether? There's one. You mentioned it during the ad.
1: I did. It is Durdorzhne. Oh, not the one I was thinking of, but sure. Dordonia. Um, oh, or Lone Ruin. Cool. Yeah, the, both of those. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> so, Lone Ruin was the first game I reviewed this year where it's pretty much a rogue light, or pro- I think it's probably more of a rogue It's
0: roguelike. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, where you play as this character um, that has a mix of supernatural and mechanical abilities where you gain powers and you can upgrade them similar to it's very very similar to hades uh minus crazy story lore um and it's a game where you also have like difficulties so you can kind of adjust how you want to play so if you want a hard game go to hard or a less difficult game go on the easy mode um and you go from room to room gaining abilities health power ups um upgrades to your attacks to kind of defeat your enemies and they can get very brutal very quick uh, especially those freaking bats Um, Oh, those goddamn bats (laughs) uh, i forgot about them until i brought the name up but um yeah it was a from start to finish you can beat the game in like an hour but you got to know the ins and outs of all the abilities or the abilities that work for you and the upgrades and the since it's randomly generated after that point you might just random number generate a bad set and be like, all right, well I got to just roll with this and see how far I can go. Um, beat the major bosses. And then at the end of it, you're done. So um, if you want a cool like weekend of like four to eight hours of roguelike uh, gaming, this is fantastic. The music's sensational, the the vibe and the, uh, the synth colors is really cool and pops. Um, and i played it on my switch and it ran wonderfully yes kyle from six one indy
2: thank you thank you harry um i see that it's a twin stick shooter i'm notoriously bad at those style of games is this like a friendly version of it or it's pretty brutal yeah is I it brutal? Say, it <laughs> okay. is, you
1: gotta be precise like okay. your left okay. thumb stick you're moving your right stick you are angling um, yeah, and the I'm way terrible it this. does its projectiles is, it's literally this character's fingers going pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah,
3: great.
1: <laughs> uh, which I love. It's like, it took it's like probably...
0: A, it's a balance of, like, uh, triggers and bumpers for, like, special abilities okay. and stuff also. Yeah. So you have to, like, make sure... Like, there were, there were times where I was, like, juggling my triggers, like, not knowing what was where <laughs> at times. Yeah. Just because there's a lot to manage.
1: And if you panic and press the wrong button yeah. once or twice, like, you're losing a chunk. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, ah! And then you're just kind of losing.
0: Um, Harry, did you... Say, Sorry, did you play it after launch as well? No. Yo, they like they made it so much harder. They destroyed some of the the stuff that we were doing pre-launch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the uh, like so what was the um? Uh, it, there was like a I weapon. I forgot what like. it was. Yeah, I forgot what it was, but it's essentially like a boomerang. You could like toss a boomerang out, oh. you could hold the trigger, and like it just <laughs> stays in place. Yeah. So there, the first boss is essentially it's like a I think it was like a tree. So again the tree mm-hmm. just stays in place; it doesn't move or anything. So you could throw your boomerang out there. You hold your trigger, mm-hmm. and it'll just keep attacking.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of cheeses.
0: So after launch, uh, the boomerang retracts after like two seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but they must have like uh they must have balanced it because they probably realized like oh yeah oh yeah it's no it's like broke.
0: <laughs> yeah it was yeah you could cheese it really easily i just I love mean, the I'm fact the first this boss is a... is a tree
1: yeah well it's like a, a tree and it it thumps like yeah, no but the way
2: mike and... said it it was like yeah it's just a, a tree it's hey listen, listen one of the coolest bosses of start, one of
0: the coolest yeah. bosses of dark souls 3 a tree
2: <laughs> okay sure. yeah Isn't the the whole golden
1: ring is there's a giant tree. (laughs) Oh yeah. You're right.
0: Inside that giant tree. millennia. More trees. (laughs) Oh
1: boy. (laughs) So. uh, Yeah. So Lone Ruin. I really liked. Uh, If you are cautious about punch in the face, roguelikes with twin shooters, maybe hold off until there's a sale. Um, And I'm sure like there'll be a sale soon, but I thought the, the gameplay was spot on and, um, I'm noticing more and more that rogue slash lights are like my favorite genre now so uh, it was my jam in January uh, so I really enjoyed it uh, and then another game that I haven't put too much time in but was my game of the show at PAX East 2023 was Dordogne um, I saying- Dordogne I don't know if that's correct <laughs> it is <laughs> alright well I'll talk to the Dordogne people later um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> um, anyway, aside from pronunciations, cause words are difficult. Um, that game is a beautiful, like stunningly beautiful, uh, game where the art style is almost watercolors in the background and the foreground for the vast majority of it. And then the actual human characters are, I would say more typical 2d artwork where animated, um, With giant eyes and animated faces, and the 2D paired with the backgrounds and foregrounds of watercolor is just such a pop that it's an art style I haven't seen before. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. And then in the Discord slash chat slash whatever is yes, Mike from 619. Here we go.
0: Dordogna. Dordogna.
1: I'm not hearing it. (laughs)
0: Dordonia.
1: <laughs> I like how it went slow. It's like, <laughs> let me just clarify because Harry's getting it wrong. Um, man, I was so confident about Dordogne. <laughs> <laughs> Dordonia. Um, well, I kept messing it up when because especially I forgot which who was PRing it, but it was literally a game that was just on the side of a I think it was the one with the giant. The, the one that had the carpet. It was somewhere in the middle. I don't remember. Anyway. Sure, but, man. <laughs> yeah. but It was such a... It was a game that, like, no one, like, knew about. And I was like, hey, I'm here to see this game. They're like, okay. And then they gave it to me. And I was like, wow, why aren't people talking about this? <laughs> um, and it, in terms of, aside from it looking stunningly stunning, um, the story is you're playing as this 30-something-year-old character, uh, a, fee- a woman who is given a box of like memories. That's kind of thing. That's how they phrase it in the game. No, that's how they phrase season. Sorry. Um, lots of great games uh, where you, you're given <laughs> a lot of photos. And this girl, this 30 something year old is like reminiscing on her time that she spent in Dordogne, uh, which is in Europe. And, she spent the summer with her grandmother uh, and as you play, you kind of get a back and forth between her memories of her like early teens and her current situation that's happening, whether it's with her grandmother, her mother, familiar trauma, stuff like that, um, and how she wants to move forward from those endeavors. Um, it ends up being like a really cutesy game.
3: Uh, <laughs> 3.5. <laughs>
1: um and like it, it I, i'm not done yet but it, it hits the feels it gets emotional um i don't know if it's going to be an ugly cry from harry but it's definitely a, a feels so far yes mike from 619
0: you're not door done yet
2: that was very good End Thank the you. show no no that no <laughs> no and thanks everyone, this is real quick
0: uh i want to shout out some uh, community members picks, but I, I do want to also just run through some other games that I know, like we all have played and enjoyed, uh, at a certain point during the year. Like, uh, for example, pizza tower fucking rules. Pizza tower is a great Wario land inspired game. Everybody should play that game. It's so goddamn fun. I need to go back and, uh, finish a couple of the other towers. Um, birth is one of the best narrative experiences of the year. It's at, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but it's coming to Xbox this week. Please play birth. It's fantastic. Um, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, Billy, the door, shout this out, but I do want to give proper flowers to Crab champions for finally releasing and kicking so much ass Crab Champions is a third person roguelike shooter where you play as a crab and you're fighting a bunch of other crabs and skulls and all this gnarly shit. It was my perfect pairing when watching WrestleMania this year, (laughs) it rules. Um, Matt, I know you really liked Suffer the Night this year,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: which I still need to play. I really enjoyed Ocho, which is a love letter to Hotline Miami, which everybody should play. Otxo, that's how you spell it. If you want to check it out, Harry, you have n- not shut up about Cassette Beast. I'm shocked you did not bring it up earlier in the show.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't finished it yet because okay, I'm terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's so, it's so good. Um, and not to derail what you were saying, but no, it's okay. A lot of people are comparing it to Pokemon. I think the vibe is Pokemon, but the gameplay is definitely – and the fusing is definitely more Digimon-y. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so freaking good. Uh, there's <laughs> definitely some lulls in terms of gameplay, which I, uh, I like. And I can definitely see people noping out on certain points. Be like, this is annoying. I don't get it. Bye. Um, <laughs> but it's – it's such a cool world and a vibe in the music and there's a vinyl coming out and I'm going to buy it cause I'm weak, but
3: they're going to buy it on a cassette. I don't think they're going to do that. Not going to buy it on a
0: beast. <laughs> I think they are selling a cassette. Um, sunshine, shun. Whoa. Sunshine shuffle fantastic from our uh from the folks at strange scaffold uh you may know strange scaffold they're putting out el paso elsewhere later in the year which holy fuck matt did you watch that animated music video because it fucking slaps
3: no just in case that's like the opener of the game i don't want to i don't want to (laughs) fair
0: if you could find i put the play well no you want to save the music also there's a dude they're making an 11 track hip-hop album to accompany this fucking game let's wow. go it's so <laughs> great but uh sunshine shuffle is straight up a texas hold'em game with cute little animals but like surrounding the texas hold'em is this narrative about like this heist seemingly gone wrong or like are you know it's like a you're a new member of a crew like going in for a heist and you're trying to like infiltrate it's really great i can't recommend it enough uh driftwood fucking rules the the little <laughs> uh was it you're a sloth right yep Sloth longboarding long boarding downhills, uh, it's great. Uh, Matt, you really liked Fall of Porcupine,
3: mm-hmm.
0: great narrative experience from our friends at Assemble. Hitting
3: hit, hit very close to home, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, because I know people will be fucking pissed if I don't if we don't mention it. But Dave the Diver right. is yeah. great. It's great. Um, yep. I need to. I'm about only like two hours in so far, but it's, it's great. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> Um, something I haven't mentioned to you guys, and it's a special recommendation for one, Kyle Stevenson devil's dive. Okay. If you like Downwell, you would fucking love Devil's Ooh. dive.
2: Oh, I got to look this up right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's rogue light devil's dive where you keep going. You, you literally it is the down mechanic where you're going room by room by room. There's the midpoint where you can like, heal back up and then get some new weapons and upgrade and stuff. Uh, You eventually get to like boss chambers. When you die, you could unlock if you want to. It's fucking great. Uh, This was a a joint that I discovered on uh, Zuckerberg's threads. (laughs) (laughs) Because I saw somebody retweeted it. I was like, or rethreaded it, whatever the fuck you want to call it.
2: This looks very cool. It's great. It's awesome. Only four bucks too.
0: That too. Yeah, it's a very like bite-sized, great like Fuck the coffee today. Let's let's get into the devil's dive. Treat yourself. And then finally, before I get to some audience stuff, and then we get into like the other thing, uh, Goobies.
1: Goobies. Hey, I was waiting for you to bring that up. I was gonna like maybe Goobies didn't deliver.
0: Oh, Goobies is great, dude.
3: Yeah. Goobies are great. What, Matt? I have one quick one. <laughs> I didn't mean to fucking. Just... No, 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 no. Uh, I just wanted to slip it in before we go. Uh, oh, Dine, the Dungeon, in maybe. Dine the Dungeon Prologue. It's oh, free. Yeah. Go play it. Oh. That came out in uh, January. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Also, hey, yeah. Uh, mini Indie Showcase from March. Watch that shit.
3: Yeah, That's another great 2023 <laughs> thing. <laughs>
0: Speaking of dying in the dungeon.
3: I want a sticker of just Mike like, watch that shit. Watch that shit. <laughs> and then watch the shit in April. No. August. Whoa. Uh,
2: We're filming next weekend. Like, you know that, right?
0: Oh Yeah, Ooh. I I very much do. <laughs> Let's give some uh, shout outs from the community. Good. Good, sir. Beacon Pines, 2022 game, but new to him. Dardonia, give it a shout out. His personal game of the year, though, Coffee Talk Episode 2. Uh, Jill Grote also shout out Recall, Space to the Unbound season, Alert to the Future. And then 8 Bit Adventures 2, which is on my radar. I have not touched yet. Uh, Billy the Dork, Crab Champions, uh, a game I fully expect to see at Extra Life. Yes, we are going to beat Crab Champions at Extra Life. 24 <laughs> hours of Crab <laughs> Champions. Uh, Jacob McCourt Dave the Diver is absolutely at the top of the list this year Um, uh, it's this year's Cult of the Lamb for me also the the Cult of the Lamb DLC I forgot to shout out also fucking fantastic so far Um, redacted to the first one because we're about to talk about a coffee talk episode two we'll follow Uh, and then Dark Horse Games uh, Varney Lake which I have not played yet the the second of the pixel pulps um, from LCB's uh studio and then Mr. Saitao which also on my list apparently very delightful um a great rainy after a great rainy day afternoon game from Jacob uh, and popping over to Twitter uh Caesar says Night Years a shadow great metrovania which is surprising uh because I know like it was getting dinged a little bit I still want to check it out uh RJ Patton says Ember Knights which I'm not familiar with Ember Knights I see it. Okay. Uh, Silcanit says redacted and, uh, Dave, the diver and also roots, Apache and lone fungus. Lone fungus is also on my list. That was a Kickstarter joint from me. And, uh, I forgot it actually came this year, but I saw it in my library. I have to check it out. Um, Michelle Franklin also Dave, the diver. And then, uh, a big one, uh, David over on blue sky. Um, well mentions Chia, uh, says hi-fi rush, which sure. Smaller game, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh Oxenfree 2, which, mm. hey, I played through Oxenfree 2. We'll save that for next week
3: okay? because
0: yeah. we're out of time. Uh, But I want to transition to something we keep pushing and pushing and pushing because mm-hmm. clearly we don't have time. There's too much shit to talk about. Over on Patreon.com slash 61 Indie, we used to have a show called Indie 100 where we would each month. Somebody would bring a game to the table that they consider a top 100 Indie game of all time uh through the patreon stretch of it we'll, we'll call it season one <laughs> just to cover our asses we, um, we
2: have ideas on how to mix the two yeah, yeah,
0: yeah uh we have already shouted out 25 games i'm not going to shout out those 25 games right, right now we will get to that eventually um but yeah we're going to make that a segment on the show we just want to shout out a game that we believe is the top 100 indie game of all time uh the kicker that me and kyle uh, discussed on one show i forgot when uh once we hit 100 we are going to make an episode where then we decide where to rank things and whatnot. Championship just so we don't, bracket. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. We'll do a championship bracket. <laughs> exactly. Despite us like hating ranking and whatever, but it'll be a fun okay. little thing. Fun little chaotic experiment. as hell. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: grab the, all the Celsius for that episode.
0: Oh my God, dude. I, I door dash seven cans of Celsius today to uh, take advantage of coupon.
1: I love coupon. <laughs> so that's a great decision. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good.
0: So the one I would like to shout out and the one I would like to induct into the Indie 100 and something I wholeheartedly believe dessert is a top 100 indie game of all time. And mm-hmm. it is one. Uh, it is my game of the year of 2023 so far. Hence why we haven't talked about it yet. It is dredge. Yeah. We talked Perfect. about dredge to exhaustion at this point i Uh, there's not much else to say kyle would you i've been talking a lot would you like to talk about dredge for a second sure
2: uh i mean it is the best fishing game i think i've ever played um i know matt i know shocking um uh, the the reason dude (laughs) it's the reason why take
0: the thing take everything else away from dredge and just focus on yeah the fishing the fishing mechanics fucking rule
2: it's a, it's all mini-game based, like, and they're all fun and easy to to get a handle of. Uh, it's got like that really cool uh, again. It's another RE reference, but like the inventory system with the grid of the ship when you have to upgrade and and hold your inventory. Uh, the mystery uh, that's happening around Dredge is intriguing when you uncover things and you experience it for the first time. That makes you want to explore outside of the little tiny village with a, a small body of water between the two sides. Um, and things get crazy. And I think Mike, Mike and I talked about it a couple weeks ago where that ending might be one of my favorite endings. And I'm specifically talking like the quote unquote the bad, bad ending. The, the bad ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. is, is so one of my favorite good. imagery uh, in a game. Uh, It's awesome that this is another situation like in the movie world where Mike told me to go watch Parasite without watching any trailers and Mm -hmm, I fell in love mm -hmm. with it. I (laughs) would say play Dredge without looking up any trailers or looking into it. Just play it and see what's happening because it's one of those kind of special kind of unravel it as you go and you're 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 loving it more every second. Nice. Yeah, just
0: a topic gameplay. Just like the narrative is incredible. The characters are brought to life in in loving and caring fashion um obviously like all the underlying themes are so i don't want to say a a thing to spoil anything um they're good (laughs) they are (laughs) good (laughs) um don't yeah the the game just is impeccable like honestly like it's one of those games it's it's i think after i finished it i i mentioned this on socials that like i never thought a game like inscription would ever happen again and have an impact like inscription did for me uh ever again let alone this soon and then dredge is something that like has since rolling credits on it a couple times because I, I got both endings like um it just not has left my psyche because it is just it's that impactful it's that memorable um just like start to finish remarkable masterful experience and uh yeah top 100 indie of all time 100 percent yeah Yay! Woo. Well, that was a lot of games that have come out in 2023 so far. But Kyle, I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about July 24th to July 28th. What is
2: happening this week in Indie? <laughs> Very specifically, July 24th to 28th. On uh, Monday the 24th, Super Catboy is coming to BC. Uh, B.C. PC B- before Christ yeah, before, <laughs> before Christ <clears throat> uh, disclaimer uh, represented by Mike's employer vicarious PR uh, super Catboy is an action packed platformer created in a high bit pixel art style combining the best elements of the golden 16 bit platformer era and era of the 90s with some possum new mechanics and let's not forget there's plenty of cat content Harry you in yeah <laughs>
1: if there's no conflict of interest and someone can send me a code I'll be all about it
2: I may know somebody Mm. also on Monday, Puzzles for Clef on PC, Switch, TBD 2023, join Clef on an adventure set on a magical sky island where her family once lived solve puzzles, discover secrets, and experience a story of sisterly love and something more if you're willing to dig deeper
1: Yeah, I'm Mm. curious if this is very music heavy because none of the descriptions well, say music and it's like fair. the the the, clef. the yeah clef plus the design of the puzzles for clef to me looks like music um oh my Cheap god cheat music, that word? Cheap music. Yeah, yeah thank you uh with the five lines and the four spaces I was like hmm, hmm what's going on I, here
2: just you saying that I might have said musical Sky Island instead of magical no it says magical I know, but did I say musical? I don't know. Which (laughs) is why Uh,
1: I'm curious about this game. Because I've gotten the see presses from it before, and I'm like, "Mm, what's going on with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail.
2: No, you're good. Also on Monday, the Black Pepper crew on PC Mm -hmm. Early Access. Assemble your crew, gear them up, and fight creatively on the easy-to-learn-but-hard-to-master turn-based tactical roguelite. Capture the most dangerous bounties in the city. Cash that juicy bounty and improve your chances of survival on a city filled with crime and jazzy grooves. Mm. Love mm. jazzy grooves.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Tuesday, July 25th, the banished vault on PC note published by Bethel games.
0: Very interesting. I didn't realize he was yeah. in the publishing game. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, a strategy game of exploration, endurance, and space space travel on an interstellar gothic monastery. Explore solar systems, harvest resources, construct out, outposts, and face hazards in the challenging universe of the banished vault. Yes, Michael Tandra. Um,
0: I will be completely honest. The only reason I want to shout this out was because it is a Bithel joint, and obviously it is uh, probably fantastic knowing Bithel and his taste and, and his talent. Uh, oh boy, it is very intimidating, and I am it, I'm too dumb. big
2: dumb big dumb mic game also on tuesday this way madness lies on switch available now on pc tbd ps5 this is the limited run games joint uh shakespeare and magical girls what could be better save the worlds of shakespeare from the forces of nightmare in this fast-paced turn-based jrpg comedy Yes, Michael Tandra.
0: Just because I saw Matt juggle his head I, by Limited Run Games joint. It was shown during late Limited Run Games showcase. It is getting wow. a physical copy for Switch. I just we saw it during Limited Run. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. It's the Cthulhu Saves
3: Christmas devs. Right. Z-boy Z Boy games. Yep. You Thank go. you. <laughs> Thursday, July
2: 27th. The great ambitions of the slimes on PC. A tactical simulation game where you make slimes take over humans to fight your battles. You have weak, weak slimes under your command. But what if they have the ability to occupy human bodies? Lend your wisdom to the slimes and help them take over the world. Pixel junk. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was pantomiming the world. Oh, got it. It's, it's <laughs> pixel <circle>. junk <clears throat> scrappers, deluxe PC, PS4, five and switch clean up the streets of junk town as a team of robot garbage collectors, trash your opponents with up to four players or go it alone in this beat up. That's also a clean up. That's cute. It's very cute. Uh, Koa and the five pirates of Mara on all consoles plus PC Joe Koa and her best friend Napopo on an action packed adventure through the islands of Mara. Outwit traps, maneuver dangerous environments, and explore a series of dazzlingly uh, different landscapes on their quest to recover stolen pirate loot. I lost my slot for a second. Weird word. Weird word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also on Thursday the 27th, rightfully bury arms on PC early access. Rightfully bury arms is a bullet hell roguelite that is about much more than collecting loot, dying, and losing everything. Carefully choose enemy upgrades against your own. Then plan your dungeon crawl tactfully to gun through unique factions of enemies, strategically preserving loot after death.
0: Friends of the show, go give them some love. Rightfully bury arms rules.
2: Yep. Yeah, Uh, we demoed it a bunch of times. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Lunacy St. Rhodes on PC. Lunacy St. Rhodes is a first-person survival horror game. Explore your dark family history and experience a gut-wrenching feeling of terror. You are being watched, never alone, never safe. And to round out the most important week in Mike's life, Friday, July 28th, Pseudo regalia on PC civil finds herself in a distorted castle and must find her own way out, grow strong and unlock new abilities to build up a deep movement system, fight enemies, find secrets and uncover the mysteries of castle Sansa. Yo, know, this game looks kick-ass. It looks like Mario 64. I can't wait to Ooh, play it. It's cool. Uh, Friday, July 28th is also birth Xbox one, Xbox series available now on PC birth is an adventure puzzle game about constructing a creature from spare bones and organs found around the city to in order to quell your loneliness (laughs) solve physics based puzzles and discover secrets in lovingly hand drawn museums bakeries bookstores and more what are you you laughing at did I say something wrong no no Harry's face when he read that I remember when you first talked about that game
0: play this
1: game
2: everyone's homework play this goddamn game Also on Friday, Mega City Police on PC. Retrowave skill-based action roguelike about tough cops fighting crime and keeping peace the old-fashioned way. Choose your cop and dive into hardcore action against enemies and bosses using a huge arsenal and special abilities that will define your playstyle. The law will make crime bleed. <laughs> I think Choose me, your Harry.
1: Robocop.
0: <laughs> I think me and well, Harry are laughing at the same thing.
1: Yes. Uh, we will discuss in the post show. Yeah. <laughs> you did fine we
0: just misheard something
2: every week when you guys do this (laughs) i'm reading i can't see you and i look back and you're laughing like what did i do yeah no no you're 10 okay thank you
0: i heard something i i did not hear cop i heard something else
2: (laughs) oh choose your cock yeah, yeah, I
0: heard that. Yeah, uh, gender- that is not what I what I I Oh, okay. The sequel to Genital <laughs> Jousting.
2: Anyways, <laughs> Disfigure on PC. Disfigure is a top-down shooter rogue-like in which you fight countless grotesque creatures shrouded in darkness. Choose from a variety of weapons and over hundred upgrades to create unique builds each run and survive. That's a jam-packed week. That's a that's a busy a week. lot of indie games. Next busy week. <laughs>
0: Uh, and just a quick note, I am going to start putting this week in indie and like the list and the platforms and stuff, and probably the at least the Steam links. I'm gonna toss those on Patreon as just like a public note mm. each Monday, just so folks have like a reference list. Um nice. so yeah, that's cool. on patreon.com slash six one indie. I'm gonna put that again as a public post. You can go check that out. No need to support or pay or anything like that. But hey, if you want to, we love you for it. alright uh, you all right, y'all. Time is running low, oh, so yeah. we're going to quickly do a uh, a very tight, tight, tight post show for Clocked Out. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Please give us a follow at 6-1-Indie on all social media platforms. Subscribe on YouTube.com slash 6-1-Indie. Uh, review the show. Share with your friends. Subscribe everywhere. Like the video. Leave a comment. Let me know uh, what indie games you liked this year and what you're looking forward to. Until next week,
1: goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Play more Indies.